When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, February 26th. Back from vacation. My old man likes to say, a week off for good behavior. I don't know if it was that so much as the end of the football season and there was a... uh, 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 some construction going on at Fox, so the every all the LA shows got the week off last week. It was awesome to be on a break. I won't rub it in that I was on vacation while you were slaving away working. I did uh, go to the Bahamas with the family. Not something I had done, hadn't gone to the Caribbean in a while. And everybody instantly wants to know reviews because they were following me on Instagram and saw some of the videos. There's a new flight, JetBlue, straight from L.A. to the Bahamas. Because, it's you know, if you're living out here in L.A., usually you go Hawaii or Cabo. You don't want to fly all the way to the Caribbean. But this new JetBlue flight, Rob, made it only like a four-and-a-half-hour flight um, there. Now, we hit the headwind on the way back, so it was six hours. Not great. But I did watch a couple movies. I saw the new Mission Impossible with Tom Cruise. I guess it's not that new. Have you seen it, Rob? Absolutely. Love Tom Cruise. Dude, it was awesome. Really freaking good. I was stunned at how good it was. And then on the way back... Oh, no, wait. I didn't see anything on the way back because Alaska Air sucks and doesn't have um, TV, so I had to like watch it on my phone. I'm not a huge fan of that, uh, watching a movie on your phone. I know it's not that much uh, smaller than the actual screen, but on the phone, it's just not as awesome. And the movie I saw was called The Creator with uh, the guy from Ballers, John, I think Don, John David Washington. Uh, have you seen that one, Rob? I have not seen that one. Yeah, okay. So this both of these are centered around kind of AI-ish, and I would assume we'll see a lot more AI movies coming out lately. I thought the creator was good, a little predictable, um, but it, it, was, it was entertaining. So uh, both movies I'd recommend. Now, as for the resort, I'm not going to totally blast them here, but... Um, it was just a little too crowded. You know, I'm not into uh, lines, um, waiting for everything. It, like, it, it was the kind of place where, uh, we did not go to Atlantis, we went to Bahamar. The kind of place where if you wake up, you've got to go down and lock up a chair. Because if you get down by 8 o'clock, all the, all the chairs at the pools, pools, multiple pools, are gone. And you settle for the beach chairs, which aren't bad, but as I haven't been in the Caribbean in forever, I forgot. There are no waves at Bahamar, the the little facility with like three hotels. 
There's no waves in the ocean. So we like didn't really go in the ocean. Hawaii got awesome waves. It's fun. Riding the waves. You sit out in the water, blah, blah, blah. And we did go to this water park that they had there on the on the on the lot, which is incredible. I love a good water park. You know, Lazy River wasn't all that. It was no Alani Lazy River. Anybody who's been to the uh, Disney Resort Alani in Hawaii knows that that is total fire. It's also a shit show in terms of crowds, but the Lazy River is one of the best I've been to. And they have like eight hot, eight hot tubs there. They have like secret hot tubs that you got to like work hard to find. Um, I like a good hot tub, but at the resort we went to, the place was 100% capacity. Couldn't get reservations at the top restaurants. And you go to a hot tub and it's like 20 people. It's like packed. My kids swear they counted 42 at one of the hot tubs. I was like, no way. Anyways, enough about my vacation. I did not go on Twitter. I did do Instagram. Did not watch much sports. I did a little college basketball gambling. By the way, Monster Day Saturday. It was awesome. This past Saturday. And um, I'll just be brief before we get to actual sports. Now, luckily, nothing happened. It's funny. I... You know, I, I try to stay off the device and be present and read and hang with the fam and decompress, unplug, as they say, on vacation. And But I did, you know, text Cowherd, oh, my gosh, look at this guy coming after me. But By the way, I guess my take on Cam Newton, and we'll talk about his incident over the weekend, uh, it, it, it really ticked people off. Evan Turner, you guys know him, basketball player, Ohio State, just an awesome basketball player at Ohio State. I think he went second overall in the NBA draft. He's now retired. He hosts a podcast because— who doesn't? Evan Turner hammers me on on some podcast for my Cam Newton take. Like Cam Newton was a legend. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Anyways, we're trying to get Evan Turner on the pod. I'm going to guess he ain't going to show. At any rate, I send that to Cowherd. I'm like, there's nothing going on. We're at the stage in post-football where Evan Turner is hammering me on social media. And Cowherd's like, nothing happened this week. And I get back, and I'm texting Rob some stuff, some ideas, and there, there's not a lot. I'll plead ignorance, and I'll hear Rob's thoughts on it later, this J.J. Reddick drama. I, I'm not well-versed enough on it to talk about it, but I'm curious what Rob thinks. And it was like nothing really happened until this weekend, fortunately. Some stuff went down. Um, and I will just wrap up my little vacation monologue here. Obviously, i got to get back. Um Daughter had a volleyball tournament, and I go to coach them in sports. I we took our worst loss in basketball, my son's team, that I've had as a coach, and we lost by 20. Very rare. Our best player wasn't there. The other team only had five guys. All their five best players were there. It was a tough one. They're, they're really good. We'll probably see them in the finals. And then my daughter's team had a game. Other team only had three players. They were like, can we borrow a player? And that's never fun. Nobody wants to go. None of the kids wanted to go. And I was like, fine, take our best big tall girl. She goes over. It's four against five. And our kids were getting tired. I know their team should have too. We're trailing it with like six minutes left, 16 to 10. Undefeated record on the line. And I can see it in some of our girls' eyes. They're getting nervous. We don't want to lose. So we turn up. You could do full court pressure, final five minutes. We go full court pressure and got back in it. Um, My daughter hits two free throws. Free throws are tough for fifth grade girls, trust me. A lot of bricks, a lot of air balls. And we force overtime. We go up 17-16. And then, you know, they have a player who was on our team last year. She's awesome. Probably best player in the league, club player. And we knew it was going to her. And we, you know... Caused like a, a some traffic. She bumps into her own teammate who was setting a screen. Loose ball, and um, we have a breakout. And 
I, I go to grab my phone because I'm like, oh, this is a great win. Awesome comeback. Gym is packed because it's overtime. And like, you know, the next game and everybody. And uh, I, gra- I turn around to grab my phone and I can't like find it to record the moment. And the girl passes ahead to my daughter who makes a layup at the buzzer and like everybody just, the crowd exploded. It was one of those awesome dad moments. Like, what do they call it? A core memory. Like, I won't ever forget the look on their face. Everybody's jumping around and like, it was just a great comeback. But I don't have any video of it, which sucks. But you know what? That's life sometimes. And then to cap off just an incredible week, I went to see Messi out here face the Galaxy, a buddy of mine who I coach soccer with. He got tickets, and i fortunate enough to go. He's like second row, pretty sick. And what happens? You know, a Galaxy outplay them the entire game. A guy gets a second yellow card late, and then Messi scores in the 90th minute. Just an amazing goal, like right in front of us. And you're just like, look at this guy. Messi is just unbelievable. I, I don't even know what to say. Um, I'm sure a lot of you watched it on Apple TV. I got the Apple MLS package. It was just an awesome week, Rob. And now I've rambled way, way too freaking long. Um, I am going to ask, Rob, before I dive into what I think is an interesting story, I'm curious your thoughts on the whole J.J. Reddick thing, assuming you followed it closely. If you didn't, just we can punt on that. Oh, no, I definitely followed it. Um, That was one of those stories that had the sports media in a chokehold for like a good 16 hours. Because at the time that it dropped, it was early East Coast time during first take. So you had... Doug Gottlieb, who was filling in for you guys on the herd all the way down until, you know, midnight Eastern, all these different shows on every single outlet had a thought on it because they all interpreted his comments differently. The way I interpret it was this is kind of normal for JJ to me at this point. He's a great NBA analyst. I enjoy watching him on the broadcast. He has great insight. His podcast that he does separately from the first take stuff is very insightful. You learn a lot about basketball. He has great conversations. He most recently had Luka Doncic. I thought it was a good podcast. I think he's very good at it. He's also the kind of guy who goes on first take regularly and seems like he is just completely turned off by the format. So when he goes on this little most recent rant saying, I did a video talking about Zion playing point center and it got 54,000 views. And then I have this thing where I take a shot at an ex-coach and he gets multiple, ten million, tens of millions, you know, like, do, what, what does that say? And it's like, well, duh, like, that's what happens on, de- so for him to go on a debate show and get mad at the format of a debate show, to me was rich. Like, that you have to know what you're doing. Like, if you want to talk about X's and O's on your podcast in that forum, absolutely, 100%, there's an audience for that. But if you want to go on first take where the format is literally strong opinions, quote unquote, hot takes, and you're mad that people would rather hear strong opinions and hot takes and drama than X's and O's, like you're just in the wrong line of work, buddy. Mm, interesting. Um, well, as I think sure you would agree, he's not wrong, right? Sure. But just not for that Williams, Right. And I, I hate to say it, but like the American sports fan doesn't want the highbrow shit. They just don't. They don't want a, a, a you know nine-minute breakdown of Zion Williamson. Now, I know people are going to say you're generalizing. Uh, yeah, I am. Because what do you want to reach? Like the a tiny audience and your show goes off the air? Or do you want to reach the most people possible? Why do you think LeBron and the Lakers are a topic all the time when they're, what, the ninth seed in the West? Why do you think Steph Curry, Warriors, 10th seed in the West? They're a topic all the freaking time. 
Is anybody you, anybody talking Timberwolves? Number one, OKC. Number two, nobody's talking about them. That's just how it works. Unfortunately, they have small fan bases. They're in small cities, and people prefer stars. Now, again, we on this podcast we're fortunate. Like nobody's stepping in saying, "Hey, talk about this." Rob and I discuss it, and what we say goes. Now, if we go off the rails and we want to talk. No disrespect to baseball. It's fun. I love going to Dodger games. If we want to open the podcast with baseball like four days in a row, like right before the NFL draft, the numbers will crater. And the people who pay me will say, we're not going to pay if you're not going to deliver numbers. And maybe that happens anyway. I don't know. I want to talk college basketball. I'm champing at the bit to talk college basketball. I, I, I can't really do it. There isn't the audience. I, I start in a college basketball. Man. I don't have any UConn futures, but I probably should, huh? And guys will start fast-forwarding. That's what happens. Or they just see in the content, well, this is not an NFL, this is not an NBA, this is going to be a college basketball one. Uh, I'm not going to listen to that one. I'm going to go see what, let me see what Joe Rogan has. Let me see what this guy has, what this guy. And, and you're going to look around. Like, I've got to, as they say, play the hits. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Yokohama test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers who deposit $5 or more can get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 back in a bonus bet. Remember, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code STRAIGHTFIRE. New customers can get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 if your first bet loses. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code STRAIGHTFIRE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-467. 369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 
Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And I'm going to open what I think is, again, the most interesting story. I know Cam Newton is interesting, but um, I'll tell you why I didn't open with it. Um, I I think the Kevin Durant incident where he walks onto the court, he's jogging onto the court, and Kevin Durant runs by the fans who came into the first row to uh, take videos, get photos, whatever. And this woman yells, Kevin Durant, you bitch. And KD hears it, turns around, walks right over, and you're like, oh, good, kick these idiots out. And the video is so incredible because the woman's face instantly turns from, oh, no, I stepped in it to, ooh, let me try to make a wrong or right. Let me put a smile on it. She, like, sticks her hand out. She's like, KD, what's up? And she's, like, spilling her beer because clearly she's on, like, beer two or three. And the husband's like, I got a sports podcast. I was like, Okay, well, Kevin Durant cannot win here. If he gets these losers kicked out, they've got content for their podcast. Kevin Durant kicked me out of the arena. Okay. If he says nothing, then you have these jabroni fans who want to get liquored up and then yell that players are bitches and MFs and all this stuff. Right? And that's just going to continue. So Kevin Durant can't win, except he kind of sort of did. He went back to them, listened to them, was like, you can't talk to people like that. And then walks away, did not have them kicked out. He could have. He did not. And so hopefully a lesson was learned here. I'm not optimistic because as I just said a moment ago, I I lost faith in a lot of sports fans. Obviously not the listeners of this podcast. But it's just disappointing that now those wackos are a story because they call because the woman called KD a B I T C H. Right to me, that's wrong. Now the Suns did go on and beat the Lakers yesterday, and the Suns are up for the moment, and I mean briefly, leading tiebreakers in the sixth spot. But I do want to. I just want to ask you guys this about Kevin Durant and Rob. I haven't fully drilled down on this, but a couple weeks ago, Kevin Durant made basically asked the question like, "Why am I not considered the goat? Why is it LeBron Jordan? Why not me? Why am I not in that discussion?" And as you guys know, I thought there was a time when KD was on the Warriors that he was the best player in the league. They were the best team, a historically great team, and he was the two-time finals MVP. I know Curry was the engine and Draymond was this and Clay was that. I don't, that's fine. In the finals, KD obliterated LeBron head-to-head. It was one of those moments, and I still remember, I think it was game three. KD comes down the court late. And I worked on this shot so many times because that's how I remember it. It was game three. Warriors are up 2 nothing, And he does like the cross. And he like kind of picks up the dribble all in one fluid motion and drains the three of LeBron's eye with like a minute left. And it was like, oh my gosh, what a dagger. And it was one of those, is this your king? From Black Panther. One of those references. Like Kevin Durant's better. Right? Now he had a stacked team and LeBron had uh, Kyrie. They ended up losing 4-1 the next year. KD beat him 4-0. And... KD was on top of the world. I just want to remind you guys. I know he had the unfortunate injury. 
But before Golden State got to the finals with OKC, they traded Harden. I'm not blaming him for that. They never got back to the finals. After Golden State, he goes to the Nets with Kyrie. I don't want to call it a debacle, but it was a bit of a poop show. Uh, they almost beat the Bucks the year the Bucks won the title. There was like the Kevin Durant, you know, inch on the three-point line. In his final year with the Nets, they got swept by Jason Tatum. And I'm talking swept out the gym. Last year, they lose to the Nuggets 4-2. KD had, had two really, really good games, but other, ultimately Denver had a better team. And now it's like, okay, they're fluctuated between 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. And, and Rob, KD's 35 now, turns 36 in September. He's got an injury history that's, you know, not great. I like Kevin Durant, man. You know that. Even though we've had our issues, the back and forths. I just wonder if they say they go down in the play-in, which is entirely possible, okay? I think Dallas probably gets them in, if, they're, if they meet in the play-in. I don't know about Sacramento. I don't know about the Pelicans. I think the Lakers would beat them in the play-in. I don't know about the Warriors. But if Phoenix somehow loses in the play-in, what do we do with Kevin Durant? And again, he's still got time to to add to his legacy, but a lot of tread on those tires, a lot of injuries. You you got swept by Tatum in in Brooklyn. I know there's injuries in in Harden and Ben Simmons and Guy. I get it. There's a lot of weird stuff happening. You demand it out. You can't lose in the play-in here. You can't. Not two months prior saying, why am I not in the GOAT conversation? I don't know. I'm I'm a little worried about Kevin Durant, Rob. That's my roundabout way of saying I'm a little worried. Now, Bradley Beal's injury, obviously not great. But I'll tell you right now, Royce O'Neal ain't hitting six threes a game in the playoffs. Grayson Allen ain't hitting six threes a game in the playoffs. This is not happening. And, and Rob, I'm concerned for KD because I feel like I mean, the guy has two titles and two finals MVPs. Charles Barkley has none. And we're going to see Barkley go on TV if the Suns lose in the play and get bounced and just dog him out. And I'm going to need to remind people that Charles Barkley jumped around teams multiple times chasing a ring and did not get one. Okay? I I like KD a lot, Rob. I'm, I'm starting to get concerned because... I don't know that this Phoenix thing is going to pan out. They, they, they can't, if they have to match up with, say, the Nuggets, they're screwed. Jokic annihilates them. I think Anthony Davis gives them massive, massive problems. Valanchunas and Zion are probably going to be a problem if they match up in the play-in. And Luka Doncic will destroy and eviscerate the lack of Suns defense. I think Phoenix is in big trouble, Rob. Yeah, I can't say I disagree. That's even on the heels of them basically obliterating my Lakers on, on Sunday. They were up 20 in the first quarter. The Lakers made it close there at the end, but he was never really in doubt, I thought, for Phoenix in that game. But my, my thoughts on Kevin Durant in this situation are twofold. My my one galaxy brain thought, and we talked about this before the pod, was I'd almost rather be in the play-in if I'm in the Western Conference than be in that 5-6 seed, only because if the, the standings hold as they are right now entering you know Monday, February 26th, and it's Minnesota and OKC at the top, I'd much rather face one of those two teams in the 7-8 seed than I would the Clippers or the Nuggets, only because of the experience factor. Mm. If you're going to face teams at the top of the, the standings, teams that have been better than you throughout the regular season, 
in a postseason setting, you'd much rather face a team that hasn't done it before, that doesn't have the championship pedigree like Denver, or doesn't okay. have the veteran roster like the Clippers do. I like so th- that. So that's one. But as far as Kevin Durant goes, his legacy, if they let's say in this scenario they lose in the playing game, is very, very complicated. And that's coming from someone myself who said he was a top 10 player all time like four years ago. So you would think that in the in that time, that was the same series that he you you alluded to it, toe was on the three point line. If he if his mm. if his toe is, you know, an inch and a half back, it's a different conversation. You would think within from that moment to now, he'd only be adding to his resume, only be adding to his legacy, only be adding to what would make him, in my eyes, a top ten player. And the exact opposite has happened. They had the debacle in Brooklyn where they won exactly one playoff series. There was a thing on Twitter that KD even responded to. He had more trade demands out of Brooklyn than playoff series won. Oh. Like, th- that that's the truth. That's the, the harsh reality. That, that team in Brooklyn is, for my money, the most disappointing collection of talent in the history of the NBA. That's good. Relative to expectations. So that's one. He go, then, he, then he, you know, gets destroyed by Jason Tatum and the, and the Boston Celtics. A four-game sweep. Finally gets to Phoenix. They win one playoff series. And in this scenario, they get bounced out of the play-in again. The one thing... The gaping hole in Kevin Durant's resume, in my opinion, is that he's never led a team to a championship. And when you're debating guys of his stature and his skill level, that's it's almost always the intangibles, the rings, the things that you can't truly quantify. It's why Steph Curry, even though I believe Kevin Durant's a better player than Steph Curry, Steph Curry's always going to be held in a higher regard because he was the guy who led his teams, the championships, away from Kevin Durant. He's got two more. Kevin Durant himself, it says he's had a complicated relationship with the word leader, that he's never considered himself to be a leader. He leads by example. He's never been the kind of guy to galvanize a locker room. That's just not his personality. So for all of his skills and all of his talent and and just watching him play and you realize how great he is if for whatever reason that is never culminated with the championship where he's the unquestioned lead dog or even in this case a conference finals appearance where he's the lead dog beyond what happened in golden state it's going to get really dicey for him when you have that big picture conversation yeah I don't I don't see him transitioning to the media either, do you? No. He's made too much money. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, other I, than I, his I own just... his own content where no one really challenges yeah. him on anything, then sure. Yeah, but other yeah. than that, no. Yeah. Um speaking of being challenged, I, I just I don't know what to do with the Cam Newton thing. So, you know, he hosts a seven on seven thing for flag football, and I only know about this because no fewer than fifty people tagged me or texted me or DM me about it. At his camp this weekend, I believe it was Sunday, Cam got basically jumped by some of the coaches from one of the flag football teams. I don't, it's unclear what it was about, but there's all these videos circulating of these guys attacking Cam. One of them sucker punches him. And I just want to remind you guys at this time, Cam Newton's like six foot five, 240 pounds. Maybe that's generous in, in, his retirement. He is a massive individual. 
I, I was talking to a couple people who were at Radio Row, and they, of course, Jason Cam Newton's here. He wants to, I'm sure he wants to talk to you. You got to see him. He, by the way, he's huge. Yeah, no shit. All of them said he's just a large, massive person. Yet here we are, some tough guy football coaches taking swings at him. And, of course, once Cam, I didn't, I didn't see him go down in the video. But it's like him arguing with two guys, and then someone comes up to throws a sucker punch. And then next thing you know, Cam's ragdolling these chumps, and he gets pulled away from the pile and blah, blah, blah. But it's just an ugly video. And Cam, for whatever reason, is – and this is where it's tough for me. I have a couple hot takes on what the hell happened. But I don't. in an absence of facts, I'm not going to just fill the void with speculation, baseless stuff, and come up with hot takes. I have some hot takes on this. I don't think they're friendly. I don't think they're nice, so I'm not going to say them. And no, I'm not being a wuss. I don't know what prompted this. I don't know who these guys are. Let's. How about this? I will come up with... I, and I will present my theory once we find out what the hell happened. Like, were these guys on a, inebriated? I have no idea. I can't imagine. It's broad daylight and you're attacking uh, Cam Newton at his own football camp. Seems weird. But I, I, I just I can't go in on him for this. And, and it's tough for me to have a take. And I know, listen, I'm going to get into the J.J. Reddit conversation all of a sudden. You don't have to have a take on everything. This is super interesting. Uh, I think it's a little sad. I don't like that Cam has become a flashpoint now in the media over the last few months. I think I think there's there's some you know digging into why that's happening. Uh, he's getting aggressive, you know, calling all these guys game managers. And I know game managing is not the worst thing in the world, but the way he framed it, it came off as game managers are basically average quarterbacks and mid, as the kids like to say. And it's just. He seems to be getting in all these incidents, shall we say. And, and I just wonder, like, you know, what's life like for former quarterbacks? And, you know, I was talking with Rob about some of them. You know, like Donovan McNabb transitioned to the media, did a bunch of Fox stuff. Tom Brady transitioned to the booth. Peyton Manning has transitioned into, like, a media company that's probably going to sell for a ton of money, Right. Ben Roethlisberger's kind of puttering around and doing podcasts and I guess trying to make some noise. Um, Tony Romo's now in the booth announcing, like, what's Cam doing? Getting in fights at a flag football camp? Now, I, I guess you could argue, like, oh, he didn't get in a fight. These guys attacked him. Okay, well, I, why? And maybe it'll come out. I don't know, Rob. It's, just, it's a weird story. It's interesting. The visuals are stunning and sad. Uh, am I wrong that Cam's just in the news for all the wrong reasons lately? Not entirely. I mean, I understand this obviously is is not a good look. Again, we'll find out in the coming days exactly what led to this and and why these gentlemen decided to swing on him first because that's all the videos show that they kind of attacked him. So we'll find out, I'm sure, here in the coming days. But one thing that I'll say about Cam Newton, and I really like Cam. Um, even if I disagree with his opinion on my guy Brock Purdy, because Brock Purdy's my dude, I like Cam Newton. I think he's very entertaining. I like to watch him speak. I think his podcast is very good. I used to enjoy watching him play. The one criticism that I've had of Cam Newton, even going back to at the height of his glory days in Carolina, was that I thought that he 
allowed other people to touch him, quote unquote. That's why that's the word. Like he allows other people access to him too easily. He you know went down to the the celebrations in the end zone. How many times will we see highlights where he'd score, he'd do the Superman reveal, he'd dab in someone's face, and people would get upset about it? Like all, almost you know a couple times a season at least. You, you that would happen. Some defensive back would wouldn't like it. They'd push him, they shove him, whatever. And it's all in good fun. So I would enjoy watching it as a fan. But as somebody, you know, in the sports world, so to speak, I didn't want that from my quarterback. Like, let yeah. the running backs do that. Let the wide receivers do that. I don't need my quarterback to be doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And even now into retirement, this is not even the first incident that I can recall off the top of my head that Cam Newton has had at a camp. There was one a few years ago, I don't know if you recall, where a teenage boy was yelling at him from the sideline and Cam got right in his face. No, I remember. And he didn't say anything derogatory. Cam Cam was very, you know, as respectful as he could be to a kid who was talking shit like, like three feet away from him. But it's like you don't need to allow yourself to get in those positions. You Ugh. don't always need to respond. You don't always need to be in the mix and allow people to get that close to you when you are the quarterback, when you are the presidential candidate of your franchise. And I feel like that's something that's kind of followed Cam into retirement because I, I was at Radio Row at the Super Bowl. Everywhere Cam went, there was a, a throng of people. And Cam, being the personality that he is, was engaging with them. He'd be yelling across the room to people. Not Again, it was always in fun and it was nothing malicious because not in that setting. But if you keep doing that enough, you're going to end up in situations, unfortunately, where you're going to end up with clowns and guys who have nothing to lose and guys who think that it's okay to swing on a 6'5", 240-pound man at a flag football event. Like, at some point, if you're Cam Noon, you have to understand who you are and just kind of separate from those situations. Because I'm sure those guys don't swing on him if he doesn't say anything back. You know what I mean? Like, he's... He's he's I, I have a hard time again. Maybe we'll find out in the coming days. It was totally unprompted, but I imagine there was some kind of jawing going on and these guys took it too far. Yeah. Sad to see. I mean, the guy's obviously had a really nice career. I, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Um, he was the MVP of the league at one point. Like he, he had a good run, as they say, and he probably wishes he was still in the league instead of podcasting and hosting football camps. But um, that's neither here nor there. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Pirelli test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. So, Rob, I, I guess we can wrap up. NFL Combine starting up here. Very exciting. And, and I'll just say that the uh, the Justin Jefferson thing we talked about a while ago, could he be available via trade? There's some reports out of Minnesota that Jefferson could be available. I always like to think buy the rumors, sell the news. We bought the rumor of trading Justin Jefferson months ago. Now that it's out here, I'm kind of sort of selling it. It's almost as if we haven't, my read, we haven't gotten any good offers for Jefferson, but oh, by the way, if you float the right answer, we could have something. That's the vibe I got from it. I don't think they're actively shopping Justin Jefferson. That would be my guess. The salary cap went up, I think, $30 million? Is that is that right, Rob? 30 or somewhere close Something to Something like that, yeah. Yeah, that's significant. I think that uh, was unexpected. I mean, everybody knew it would go up, but just not how much. 30 mil is massive. And I, I think it's going to dampen free agency just a little. I saw T. Higgins is probably going to get franchise tagged if he wasn't already. And it's like... They probably can pay Jefferson. Remember, it's not the worst thing in the world to pay now and trade later. You can totally do that. Now, that's more of an NBA thing than an NFL thing. It's not like JJ's getting a um, no-trade clause. I I would suspect there's no chance of that, right, Rob? No. no. That's only for quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I don't know. Like I'm I'm excited to watch it. It probably means nothing's going to happen. But man, I am so here for it if it does. Like, I love those big trades, are so fun. Remember, Russell Wilson was a big one. Aaron Rodgers, was that? I don't know if that was a trade so much as. Yeah, it was a trade. Um, it, oh, it just feels like we need big names on the move. That's fun to feed the content mill. And um, yeah, I, I think the Vikings are probably top five fascinating. Most teams in the league heading into the offseason. Maybe top seven. The Vikings of all teams. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Well, if no I would... quarterback. They don't have a quarterback. Well, that's right? kind of what makes them less exciting, right? Like, oh. if they don't have a quarterback, what am I going to be excited about? Well, I, I should say the, the lack of quarterback, the potential trade for Jefferson, makes them, to me, an intriguing yes. team. Yes, okay. Yes. Me, I should readjust that. Yes. Because, listen, Fields, I can't imagine a division, but I, I, anything's possible. Russell Wilson could be a decent fit there. Is there a quarterback they want to trade up for? Like, hey, J- hey, Arizona, you know, you want Justin Jefferson to to uh, instead of Marvin Harrison? I don't know, pro- probably not, but maybe. We're right here. We're 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 a phone call away. If you're interested in a wide receiver who's going to help Kyler Murray, you could get a rookie. You can get a proven veteran. You let me know. Like, I there's just so many options for him. That that's why I think Minnesota is fascinating. Okay, I'll go with you on that. I got a hot take. I just kind of came up with it right now on the spot as you were talking. If I'm another team or if I'm the Minnesota Vikings, I'm not giving Justin Jefferson what he reportedly wants in this contract offer. Was that 20? The, the, according to this report that came out from the Pioneer Press. 
Sounds 30. Like a, sounds like an old school newspaper there. <laughs> he wants five years, $150 million. So $30 million a season. Again, I don't know how it's going to work with the guarantee. That's always the biggest thing. But we'll say, for argument's sake, it's five for 150 and 112 of it is guaranteed, right? Something like that. I don't know. We're just throwing out there. Hmm. I believe that we're reaching a point similar to what happened with the running back position maybe four or five years ago where the depth of talent at that position is so immense and there are so many guys you can get in the draft on a year-in, yeah. year-in basis, both at the top and in this case, Puka Nakua, what, the fifth round, whatever that was, yeah. that you don't need to be paying these wide receivers $30 million a season quarterback money because I'm just looking at the highest paid wide receivers in football right now entry 2024 and some of these guys aren't even on the list because of free agency. But it's like Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, A.J. Browns, Devon Diggs, D.K. Metcalf, Debo, McLaurin, Higgins, Moore, Allen. Like, I have to go down to like the 30th, high, 30th highest paid receiver before I'm like, oh, yeah, I could understand why you'd want to overpay for that. But there's so many good receivers out there that, like, it, it does it really make a difference? You know, especially when you consider that what yeah. we saw in the um, the final four this past season like the Chiefs didn't have a good receiver, obviously. The Niners had two good receivers, but I believe they combined for like seven catches total in the Super yeah. Bowl. Like it's one of those things where the position now is so deep and it's so rich with talent. It almost behooves you to punt on paying these massive wide receiver price tags unless your quarterback is making $0 on a rookie yeah. contract. Packers, Jaden Reed, second round pick. Rasheed Rice, second round pick. Um, Tank Dell went in the third round. The kid Jalen Hyatt did did some nice things uh, for the New York Giants. He's pretty promising. Um, Josh Downs was good until he got the uh, concussions with the Colts. I had him in fantasy, so I know. But yeah, you just look at the receiver. Michael Wilson, third round pick out of Arizona. I'm sorry, not out of Arizona. Two Arizona out of the Pac-12. Like He had a really good season. Now, obviously, none of these guys are Justin Jefferson, but right. if you can get value... Uh, of some of these guys in the third, fourth round. Uh, Charlie Jones, a burner, small guy from Purdue. Yeah, he got a couple big moments with the Bengals. Like, you just need production. You don't need, like, like how many playoff games is Justin Jefferson winning you? I think he has zero in his career. They lost to the Vikings. Uh, Vikings lost to the Giants, right? Yeah, my guy Danny Dimes. Your guy. Oh, my gosh. Uh, But Puka Nakua is the gold standard. Fifth round pick. Uh, The kid Wicks from the Packers. Um, he went in the fifth round last year. Well, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, 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 I'm not paying it. I'm sorry. I like Justin Jefferson a lot. I'm just, I'm not doing it. All right. That's it for today. Back manana to talk sports. It's a fun thing we get to do. We're very fortunate. Hashtag blessed. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. 
The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.